It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's like having four nan bread. On this episode of 20 Minute Tim's Celtic are back to league action with super sub Lee Griffiths grabbing two winners in as many games. We're talking transfer window with champagne Charlie Musonda jetting in to seal the deal. It's Brendan's birthday and he celebrates 100 games at Celtic. All this and more on episode 124 of 20 Minute Tim's. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of 20 Minute Tim's. I am Jamie. I'm joined this week as I'm joined every week by... Stephen, hello, and Melly, hello, and the reason we do introductions is because I think Stephen, this is the first time we've ever introduced ourselves Possibly, on our own yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, lots and lots and lots and lots and millions of things to talk about this week. Oh, news daft, news daft. Um, we suppose we might start off talking about Brendan Rodgers' birthday, his life birthday, and the Celtic <laughs> birthday. It's a hundred games in charge for Brendan Rodgers. Melly, report hundred game report glory. card, hundred game report card so far. Must do better. Must have been. <laughs> Can't ask for much more, really, can we? No, Stephen, what are the stats for those who don't know? Well, it's 173. I'll do the maths on that, and that's a 73% win. Right. <laughs> win are you percentage. sure? Yes, that's drawn 15, lost 12, goals 241, conceded 90. Now, having crunched the numbers a wee bit on that further, that's 44 of those, of those 90 goals conceded were conceded in Europe. Oh. So that's... Almost hmm. exactly 50% of our goals are conceded in 17% of Good the games. Good start. Good start. So if it wasn't for that, I mean, this is just to sort of re-emphasise just how dominant it's been in Scottish domestic competition because hemorrhaging goals left and right in Europe, but hardly, only half of them have come domestically. To give it further context, Pep Guardiola currently sits on 93 games in charge of Man City. He needs to win his next seven games in a row okay. to to equal Brendan Rodgers' record at Celtic. <laughs> Fixtures coming up for Man City include Burnley away, which is always tricky, Arsenal twice, FC Basel twice in the Champions League, and Chelsea. So he has to win all of those games to even and equal Brendan Rodgers. The standard's basically the same. Yeah, it is the same. I won't let anyone say the standards are different in these when comparing these records because they've played each other twice in that time, a stalemate both times. Well, that, no that's one absolutely. can uh, decide a winner. Uh, some months ago in this podcast... I made the comparison between Brendan Rodgers and Ronnie Dyer mostly for a joke and we incurred the wrath of people who thought I was serious. Just to put some context on that, if you want to compare his record to Ronnie Dyer's record, Ronnie Dyer only won 76 games as Celtic manager, according to Celtic Wiki. So to frame it in a similar way, Brendan Rodgers could never win a game for the rest of the season and he would still have a better record than Ronnie Dyer. (laughs) So, So that puts that in context. 
Melly, where do you rate Brendan on his first 100 games? You can't really... A+, plus. you can't really do much more. No, you can't. It's just, as Stephen spoke about Europe, but that's going to take a lot of progression before he gets to where we want to be. But domestically, couldn't ask much more. When you I, consider that this 100 games started with red imps. Yes. Look how far we've come since <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. Um, highlights of the 100 games, I'm not going to go too deeply into them because I didn't prep you for it, but just give me one. Man City. The, the aforementioned Aye. Man City game. That was, a, that was a terrific game. I know it wasn't a win. We've had a lot of those, 70, 73 of those to be precise. But uh, Man City, several of the Rangers games stand out as well because I'm obsessed. Yes, yeah. yes you are obsessed. <laughs> Melee. Hey, I need to go for the Scottish Cup final. Someone I was going to go course. for. Big yeah. Tam sealing the deal. Uh, just seeing pictures of it just gets that, me going still. So. That one game. But we're going to bring us back into this season. Um, Thistle was was quite literally a game of two halves. I know that offers <laughs> yeah. nothing, but it, I mean, it really was. It didn't get much more abysmal than the first half, Stephen. Well, the lineup was unchanged from breaking. I remember Melly sitting in that very chair last week and saying that he saw the breaking lineup and thought, Egh. yes, <laughs> there was no real surprises in it. So he must have been doubly having seen the lineup to this one. So what was your, what was your big problem with that? With that starting eleven? I have no problem. It's probably the best team we had at the time, mm. but mm. <laughs> well, possibly <laughs> the team best team he should have put out, but. There's just nothing that gets me off my seat there. There's no Roberts, there's no Rogic. And we've seen from the second half what a difference Griffiths made as well. True. The first half was a worry for me for a number of reasons because Celtic didn't have a good December, right? But I think we all accepted that because well, there was this rest coming up, there was the break coming up. If mm. we just get to this break, everything's going to be fixed, everything's going to be brand new. But then they come out and play that first half and you think, well... What's the excuse here? Because yeah. they've, they've had this rest, they're supposed to be revitalised, refreshed, raring to go. You couldn't give the excuse of rust because as we spoke about last week, they had the perfect game, the, the perfect warm-up gig against Gabriel and it was the exact same lineup. so no one was coming in cold. Plus, that, plus rust doesn't form on humans. Now, well, that's very true. <laughs> Maybe on Lustig's joints, however. Yeah. But <laughs> we can get to him. To be fair, I thought... Celtic looked fine up until they conceded and then it was it wasn't a collapse but that's when they get nervy it was the same as the breaking game from kickoff. just spread the ball about and it sort of looked like a matter of time before we'd score but then Fissel started to create a couple of chances and that's when they uh, maybe Fissel started to believe more and then that's when Lustig done his well, that, that, yeah you're right it was actually a fairly decent start I don't want to be too dramatic but it was a decent start from Celtic but as soon as Thistle were allowed the chance to put any kind of pressure on the Celtic defence they absolutely crumbled for whatever reason and Lustig was shocking <laughs> it was absolutely shocking I, I think a lot of our problems mainly come from the fact that we've got no one in defence who's very good on the ball so a, a bit of pressure when they're on the ball and, and they seem to not be able to handle it that's exactly it the way Brendan Rodgers wants to play, everybody should be comfortable on the ball, starting from your keeper. Our keeper's not. He's not brought in a keeper who is. Two centre-halves are good defenders, not good on the ball. And Lustig, our right-back, his, his weaknesses now outweigh strengths because he, can't, he can go forward, but he can't get back. Was- Brendan Rodgers uses for his wingers. If he can get forward, you need to be able to get back. And now when he gets forward... It's painful watching him get back. It was horrible watching it. It was slow motion and Fissel, they targeted it because that's where they went every time out to that side. I totally agree because 
the the common thought on Lustig is that he can defend well but can't get forward. He can't get up and down anymore. Yeah. I'd, I'd say the opposite. I mean, he got two assists against Brecon. It's not all that long ago he scored two against Hibs mm-hmm. in that, that semi final. It's the defending that's the problem now. It's, it's basic errors and passes and just being caught under the ball, like the penalty incident that we're, I'm sure we're about to talk about. So I'd, I'd go as far to say as he's better at attacking than he is defending now. He makes life really difficult for himself by turning his whole body constantly so he can use his right foot mm-hmm. instead of just doing yeah. a simple left-footed pass. He's so one-footed and one-dimensional. Pretty easy to read now. When you, you look at the team, you want guys playing out from the back. You want pace. You want quickness. You want to be direct. He's a total opposite of Kieran Tierney. Is Kieran Tierney is exactly what you want, and he's now the complete opposite. It worked last season, but this season it just doesn't seem to be working now. I can see the same thing happening with several players that happens with me, like Golden and Boyata, in that I slag them for a bit, and then I get so sick of slagging them, I end up like <laughs> doubling, like sort of going against that yeah. and, and making passion. You end up blaming Brendan for yeah, them. I'll make passion defenses uh, of the of Lustig only for it to curse him even further. And them be well, I mean, what is it about Lustig though? Because it's maybe only this season, last couple of weeks, he's just started to get shown up, and it's no. He didn't just become unreliable because he was he was good for us it's up until last season, beginning this season. He's you had suggested a few weeks ago that he looked like he was playing with some sort of injury, mm-hmm. and it, that might be the case. It might be a sort of Scott Brown on the Ronnie Dyla case, where for all the world he just looked done. Mm-hmm. But really, we found out later that he was carrying injuries the entire time. That was that's maybe supported by the fact he didn't he wasn't in the squad at all against Hibs. No, we saw the return of your, your boy. Yeah, <laughs> it could be like. A number of the other players. The defence this season has come under a lot of scrutiny. So we haven't had a defensive partnership in the centre. So we haven't had that. So that leaves the defence unstable. So that maybe leaves Lustig and Tierney. They've played near enough every game because Mm. if you change the whole back four, there's not the depth and quality there anymore. Last season we had Tierney and Izagiri and on the right hand side we had Lustig, Gamboa and Lally. Ralston came in as well Mm. so we had cover there. Whereas this season, we haven't had cover in the, the centre, which has meant we've had to chop and change. So we couldn't chop the two fullbacks mm. as well. It would just leave too much disorganisation. Mm. Key moments for you, Melly? Lustig, absolutely. <laughs> Pulling them back and pretending it wasn't a foul to the ref. I mean, oh, the penalty, on. of course. I mean, Chris Sutton on the TV, Chris Sutton made a big deal of the of the fact that it was awful soft and it was never a penalty, but I'm, I'm sorry, that's absolutely clean, aye, clear as day. I mean, there wasn't a lot of contact, but that doesn't matter. He's made a clear pull at his arm. His arm turned the guy's shoulders, which turns his hips and totally unbalances him, and he can't continue his run with the same momentum. Fair play to the guy for not going down, because he could have easily gone down and made it look dramatic, but he chased the ball, but it was a, a clear foul. And he was all over the place. He could taken off at half-time. This was on about the kind of half-hour mark, the penalty. He could take off at half-time, but he could easily have gone before mm. the penalty incident. He was having a... Fernando Rickson versus Bobby Petter night entirely of his own doing yeah. it wasn't like someone was roasting him he was making all the mistakes yeah, he was having true. a Tyler Blackett as, yeah. we, as we call it <laughs> in this podcast <laughs> that, that is true if we we got a penalty in the cup final Motherwell Scott Sinclair and we all mm. agreed it was a penalty so we can't turn around and then say this isn't a penalty it was a clear penalty clear booking and hooked at half time and rightly so oh yeah no. the change at half time I mean it helped the team back free and we went for it and we just we were controlling the game first half up to the penalty but second half we just took complete control and the difference Griffiths made to the team yeah. with 
his running, his energy was massive. And Chan was excellent again. I yeah, he, I, I, that, you stole the words right out of my lips. That was <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I was about to say. Again, in Cham shows, Stephen, me and you agree on this. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it's it's his it's his team now. Yeah. I would I would say it's it, he's the he's the pivot. Mm. You know, everyone loves that word. I know Scott Brown is as well. But Pat, you mean. And Jam offers completely different things to Scott Brown, but he's every bit as essential to the way yeah. Brendan Rodgers wants to play now. One problem I've got with him, oh, it's not so much a, a criticism because you don't shoot, you don't score, but his shooting is pretty, yeah. pretty wild. <laughs> he, he shoots from absolutely everywhere and he's, you know, you get guys like that who are good at coming in off a certain angle and rattling them in from the edges, but like mm. Coutinho or something like that, yeah. well, he's not, he's not quite Coutinho. No. What they need to do is set up a system whereby Griffiths spots that he's about to hit a daisy cutter from 25 yards and just nick in yeah. onside and, and put it in for him. I'm sure we'll get on to Griffiths when we talk about the winner, but first of all, that man Sinclair crops up, Melly. Yes, he did. One's the penalty, another absolute stonewaller. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like it was coming in the stadium. Everybody could sense Celtic were in complete control. Fissel were just getting further and further back. And Sinclair, a great bit of play, strokes it away. And then it was that man Griffiths. Now we took off Odson. Um, who, 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 mm, on him, yeah. Yeah. Again, I'll, let me caveat this. I still don't remember a player, a striker at nineteen, looking as if he had as much talent as Odson Edward does. He's got the elements there. He's got the rawness, um, but he's he's not. I don't think good enough to be leading the line for us. No, not yet. There's every evidence to suggest Odson Edwards is going to be a cracking striker, mm. a cracking centre forward for someone. I just think it's not going to be at Celtic because of the nature of his deal here. It's, he's he's only going to be here yeah. a short amount of yeah. time. For that reason, you should try and get the best out of him, try and get uses out of him. We've seen that he scored a hat trick, he scored the odd goal here and there, one against Brechin. I just I don't think he's got it to be in the team when you've got two other strikers sitting there yeah. at the moment. Now, there are various reasons around for the Dembele thing people can only speculate was, as to why he's I, not in the team there was so much made of that you know I was getting a bit bored of the camera panning in on Dembele when all he's doing is sitting down watching yeah, a yeah. game of football oh he doesn't look happy well, he's not <laughs> going to be sitting there with a maniacal grin on his face <laughs> from the bench yeah Edward's a tough one he does look like he could become a great player but the only way we're going to really find that out is if we give him constant games and as we say you can't really do that yeah. when Griffiths comes on and scores and changes the game and Dembele he might not be on top form now but the guy's better than him yeah, so, yeah and yeah. we play one up front and, so. and, and, in fairness sorry, sorry to interrupt there. in fairness he has had a decent run of games now he has been in for a fair bit that, that is a good test he's had and people always say no but you need to give him a run of 10-12 games yeah. you can't give that to a player because that's quarter of a season yeah. you can't just say well give him quarter of a season and see how he gets on 3-4 games is a lot in, in modern football and when we get on to the Hibs game we'll talk about Dembele and you know I think Dembele all Dembele just at the moment just looks shorter games I think that's all, all yeah. it is with Dembele but we're talking about Path Thistle we're going to talk about Lee Griffiths Lee Griffiths comes on he has got a point to prove doesn't he he hates any question about him being second or even third choice striker at Celtic doesn't he 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 wants to prove it. There's obviously a bit of an issue there. Brendan Rodgers obviously doesn't like the fact that Lee Griffiths keeps going into Edinburgh schemes and getting birds <laughs> pregnant. That is obviously... Yeah. And, and, and Brendan Rodgers' close-mindedness is thinking that that might uh, hold uh, Lee Griffiths back. Mm. 
But, you know, as a footballer, as a player, you can't deny that he does it for us, Stephen. No, and, uh, well, as you said in a snazzy re-intro at the start of this, mm-hmm. he's, he's got two winners in as many games, and that's with limited game time. That's coming off the bench in one and going off yeah. in, in another. He's He definitely deserves his place. I hate going round in circles with these strikers, though. Dembele deserves his place. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one place, yeah. and it's going to get shared around. But you can't... It's very difficult to drop a guy who is scoring every time he comes on. Have you ever watched uh, Assassins with Sylvester Stallone and Antonio oh, Banderas? <laughs> that's like Dembele and Lee Griffiths. <laughs> they're on the same side, but they hate each other, but they're on the same side. Melly, your thoughts on Lee Griffiths? He changed the game. He is great. Sometimes the competition doesn't help him because he feels he has to do a lot more. But I was in early at the Thistle game and just watching him, the subs were training differently so him and Beaton were hitting shots and see when he scores great goals he's up he's celebrating and laughing he just mm. loves playing football some of his finishing's great as well he's just a guy that loves playing football needs to be playing to keep himself happy but Dembele quality Edward probably deserved to keep his place mm. after the breaking game but unfortunately now Griffith's injured but it would have been first choice right now. So in Partick Thistle, I think we can agree a bit of a, an iffy win. It wasn't really, yeah. It wasn't really the performance we hoped. But at the end of the day, you know, Partick Thistle have been doing okay. And for people of, I think clubs have maybe started to figure out how to play against Celtic. And as much as how much effort they have to put in to have any chance against us, Craig Levine said that you know when when Hearts beat us, he says, "I knew my players had to do 11k each today mm. to keep up with Celtic." So people are that that tells me that clubs are starting to figure it out. And so the games are going to become more and more difficult. But absolutely. the key is we're still winning them. We talked about this at the start of this season. It was going to be more difficult. There's more managers. There's better managers coming into the league. There's there's decent players coming into the league. People are gaining experience guys like Archibald it is going to get tougher for Celtic and Thistle were well worth the lead at half time they'd, they'd played a really good game mm-hmm. up to that point the highlight of the game for me however was uh, the referee's touch oh <laughs> I forgot that the referee performance yes. we, can, we can talk about that you know I mean, what's it? If, in case anyone hasn't realised what we're talking about, the referee did an absolutely delightful Ronaldinho-esque flick to Scott Brown, kind of run about the halfway line. Me and you were talking about this. We know what happened there. Yeah, we do. There's no way he can feasibly say that that was him trying to get out of the way of nah. the ball. What happened there was that thing, it's the switch every man has in their brain where mm-hmm. if a ball is rolled to them, they absolutely have to flick yes. it. I'm fairly convinced that if you rolled a ball to a surgeon operating on a heart he would at least consider flicking it up or a surgeon operating it elsewhere if he dropped a ball he would flick, <laughs> flick it back up and put it back in for you but it was, it was delightfully flicked it on at Scott Brown I, it's either one of two things he was either deliberately trying to flick it to Scott Brown or he was winning a 50-50 with Callum McGregor <laughs> yeah. um, another hilarious refereeing incident in that game was was it Griffiths was marked offside for a throw in yes I, I yes, that's right Brendan Rodgers touched on this after the after the Hibs game where there's something else happened you and I witnessed we'll talk about it at the Hibs game he just said they look as if they don't know what they're doing out there it was the return of Salty Brendan again oh, this yeah. week Stephen speaking of refereeing decisions it's actually been 23 years since Thistle beat Celtic in the league uh, that's 1995 the Hamden season Pierre Grant scored a rare goal and they lost 3-1 but the game is notable for 
Thistle taking the lead after Tony Mowbray committed a foul on the edge of the box. Okay. While Tony Mowbray was protesting with the referee, they took the free kick and scored from it. Right. So <laughs> they, they weren't ready, basically. So Tony Mowbray was then booked for further protesting, and then Paul McStay was then booked as well for dissent because they were basically saying we weren't ready. It was like so that one against. Nothing really changes. No, it was like that one against Rangers, presumably from the same era, where we score. And we're celebrating. Was that against Rangers? Yeah, I vaguely yeah. remember this. And then the referee just lets them take the centre and run up the pitch while we're all still celebrating. <laughs> Our fault. Yeah. You, you need to have yourself ready. Uh, I thought the referee quite a good game, to be fair. He did. Got yeah. it right. It was just his lines when he must have known. I think he knew straight away looking at him he'd made a mistake. But mm. instead of the ref blowing up, he just played on because he knew he'd made a mistake. So he'd done well. Also, just to take it back to Griffith School, great goal, but. It all starts from Scott Brown with some lovely challenges, wins the ball back just in front of Celtic's box, break up, Brown goes up, puts it into Griffiths. Yeah, we assist for Brown. Yeah, I'll be, right, yeah. I'll be assist. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Scott Brown, Melly, because that takes us wonderfully into the Hibs game because he was another standout performer oh, yeah. for us. And, and people don't, it's about now people usually start talking about player of the year and I don't know if Scott Brown cares, but it has, has to be. I, I don't know who is better than him this season it just seems to go it doesn't go unnoticed because everyone talks about how good Scott Brown is but because mm. it's consistent it's sort of other people get distracted I don't know but for me Scott Brown is starting to look like player of the year I called it last season early on with, with Sinclair and uh, my 12 other selections <laughs> um, but this year this year I'm, I'm, I'm nailing on Scott Brown for player of the year so anyway Celtic v Hibs again not the performance I expected but again win well, if you took both this game and the Thistle game and sort of blended them together, you'd get a decent performance out mm. of it because it was one half, it was the opposite of yes, the Thistle game exactly. in that the first half was really good and the second half you know, fell off a cliff a bit and Hibs came roaring back in there. It, it was actually quite nervy towards the end. I thought Hibs were going were gonna to get something, especially after Craig Gordon went off. As we said last week, Hibs were toothless when they get into that final third, third weren't they? They've got everything up till then and it showed against Celtic they're good in midfield good bit of pace to out wide but just that final yeah final pass well, that on the, final on the line up for this one Lustig you know, this seems like the Bash Lustig podcast now but he didn't make the squad at all we said the last time we played Hibs that it's going to be a tricky game for him because he's up against guys like that Barker and mm. Boyle who are very fast they don't may not get a lot of goals as you say Mel, they're a wee bit toothless up front but they're very fast and there's not an awful lot Lustig can do about someone who's twice the yeah. speed of you. But what did you make of the, the line-up and team selection for the Hibs game, Melly? I'd done a wee team myself before it, and I was going to do the 4-3-2-1, but I had Lustig still in, just so you could switch between a 3 and a 4, mm. depending. But I was happy enough with Simonovic coming back in. I thought second half, he really grew into the game, played very well, but we're just... We need a couple of players in because mm. we're light on the bench. I mean, out wide... With no cover really at all. That's Mikey Johnson now out to added to Hayes, added to Roberts. It's only with Forrest and Sinclair out mm-hmm. there. Lustig, we don't know. Is that an injury now or was he just completely dropped? Because no words. Yeah, he was just completely out of the squad altogether. No I think it. it was just dropped because Brendan Rodgers was talking today, Tuesday, eh, Monday, sorry, as we record this, talking about the injuries in the squad with Griffiths and whoever else and, and, and Lustig wasn't mentioned as far as injuries were concerned. Um, Scott Sinclair's miss <laughs> since it was the highlight of the game. Oh, I, I don't know how he's missed it. I don't know how he missed it. No. It's set up lovely for him. Mm-hmm. The goalkeeper flinging himself. He's great save in the first instance yeah, by the yeah. goalie. Mm-hmm. Aye. Strange, good, great save, but strange the way it dropped. And then Hank Sinclair's just thought this keeper's thrown himself at me. I'll need to put something on it. 
instead of just <laughs> tapping yeah, it home. Anywhere or no. <laughs> uh, there was a, a little bit afterwards where people were saying, no, actually that chance isn't as easy as it looks. See if you look at it from this. No, no. Sure no. is. Yeah. Sure so is. You, you can tell by Sinclair's reaction, he just collapsed. To <laughs> yeah, the, he to wanted the, the ground to follow him up. All that being said, again, I thought Sinclair was one of our better players. Well, I thought I thought the defence were good in this game. Uh, Boyata had a couple of moments where he, he strode forward. There, he mm. eventually became a sort of wide right centre half. Yeah, yeah, right it back. ended up that way, didn't he it? He took a couple of strides forward and lost the ball a couple of times. It was almost like his counterpart on the other side, mm. Big Effie, <laughs> back in the day. But I, by and large, I thought the the defence was good. It's another clean sheet with Christopher Ryan yep. on the team. Yeah, I know that's not necessarily the main reason, but. Uh, it has to be said that we've conceded very few goals with I on the team. He's in the right place at the right time, as far as I'm concerned. Make you eat your words. I know, he's <laughs> making me eat my words. I'm becoming one of the only people that still doesn't rate Christopher Iyer. You mentioned Effie Ambrose. He was causing chaos at the back, at the front. Yeah. He, he's. I think he was responsible for Craig Gordon's injury. He was, but he's got to go for that ball, mm. hasn't he? Yeah, he has to go for it. I'm just saying he's, he's, he's an absolute wild man, Effie Ambrose. Craig Gordon's injury, now, as... Time of recording, it becomes apparent that he's going to be out for twelve weeks, which is yeah. Uh, which is is that the rest of the season more or less? Uh, could be. It's not going to be far off at this stage. But I, I have to admit that after I saw it and after I heard what had happened, it was unclear. Being in the stadium, I was going to be back. By the way, I couldn't make the breaking game. This was my first return yeah. since the the uh, Christmas or the winter break. But in the stadium, it it just looked like an injury. It was yeah. quite hard to yeah. tell what it was, but. Once I heard it was his knee, I thought, right, well, that, he, he was out for years mm. with knee problems, so that that's not very good. I know Brendan said he's going to have to think about bringing someone in now, but can that be done in two days? I don't know. Well, he did, he, again, he clarified that again today. He says he's just looking for someone to come in on loan as backup right, to okay. DeVries. It's just, I think it's just unfortunate that we send Hazard out on loan, mm. who is quite promising um, as far as the club are concerned, or so you hear. Um, and then two days later, Craig Gordon ends up with an injury. But well, I thought DeVries done fine when he came on. Oh, yeah, totally fine. Yeah, a couple of decent saves, a couple of decent passes as well, yeah. actually, come to think of it. But what's um, what's Dominic Servi up to these days? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's chucked Twitter. Have a look for him on LinkedIn and see <laughs> what he's up to. Yeah, I think he sells golf shoes now. <laughs> um, another injury, Lee Griffiths, the goal scorer. Let's talk about his goal first before we talk about his injury. Alert, alert, alert. Another very... Similar finish to the one against Patrick Thistle yeah. in the same position into the same uh, corner of the of the goal with his opposite foot this time. Mm. It looked the first time I saw it, it looked like a wee right foot sclaff because mm. no. Griffiths is all left yeah. foot, but it was actually a very very tidy. Finish. It was it was a it was a terrific finish, super alert, placed it into the corner really nicely. The defender, even though he ended up probably kicking over the line himself in the end, it was, was not, it was quite a hilarious yeah. attempt at a clearance. To be there was nothing he could really do about it. That that's that was Hooper esque in, in the quality of that finish good comparison because guys maybe if it, in another world if that had to come to Edward I don't think he'd have been no. waiting for that he, he may be one of these guys that doesn't expect the ball to come to him but Griffiths is always alert to that he's always expecting the ball to come when one of those natural strikers as they say yeah. natural yeah. ball and goal scorer and he is that but some people say he doesn't really do it against Hibs but it's just I don't buy that at all but no celebration Didn't so respect yeah. I can also, ah, he can celebrate or not if he wants a player who should probably be worrying about his place in the team. Well, he's probably not worrying about his place in the team, actually, because um, Rogic isn't fit and neither is Paddy Roberts. Um, is McGregor. I thought he's been, he was pretty poor in this game. I thought he was pretty poor against Thistle as well. He's destined to just always be a fairly unpopular player, I think, in general with the support I mean, we McGregor. Lost a wee gunk for yeah, a while. Well, we, we were, were the first to give him a clean sheet, I think. Absolutely, we did a quite deliberate turnaround with mm. McGregor. We all held our hands up and said, this is... We're totally wrong about this guy. 
And we're still, I, mean, I still think he's a, a decent, handy, useful player. I just don't think he's... He's certainly not got the creative spark required to be in Celtic's no. attack every week. He's a decent enough player who can play a variety of positions, but we definitely need something better. Do you know it? what I think part of the problem at Celtic is, and we can this will segue nicely into the transfer window talk we're about to bring up, um, I think lack of real competition for places is, a, is an issue at Celtic. You said it, Millie, we're thin on the bench. See, if you're playing in the Celtic first team just now, no many people are going to take your place and McGregor's, McGregor's one of them. That's true, but that's just down to the injuries right now, isn't it? I mean, Armstrong's out, Rogic is out, they two would probably be ahead of McGregor. And the team would be better, I think, if Rogic was in it rather than oh, McGregor. undoubtedly, Roberts as well, but McGregor, poor against Thistle, I didn't think he was great again at the weekend. I didn't like him to start with, but I came round to him, but with him and Forrest, I'll, I don't think we'll ever be first picks for Celtic they can come in and out but I don't see them long term first picks we need more quality in there to break teams down I spoke about it before Sinclair isn't a creator of goals so he needs chances created for yeah. him when you've got McGregor and Cham in there they're not really creative and McGregor's decision making is really poor I think he can he's turning on the ball is great he can get at teams but he can't really pick out that pass like Rogic can he doesn't have that great goal in him that mm. Rogic does so hopefully we've got somebody in now that he's, can sort that he's quite a bad one for either A pulling out of challenges or B not challenging in the air for, for balls mm. and there's no surer way to find yourself unpopular with the support than doing these things yeah. regardless of what else you're doing now he scored two against Hibs the last time they played at Celtic Park that right two each yeah. game and actually, having spoken about the clean sheet with Iron, the team, that's the first clean sheet against Hibs for, for quite some time. Cause Aye, they've scored, been a bit of a difficult team for us. Oh, definitely. They've scored the, the majority of the goals domestically against mm. us this season with six. Um, I thought I thought Hibs were actually all right. A lot of long stuff right enough. I mean, they're playing quite long yeah. and letting their fast guys chase it. But that's fine. That's, that's their strength, especially against a much better team than them. That's definitely a worthwhile, a worthwhile tactic to employ. I thought their midfield were really good though. I thought Question down the year. For you then. Oh. McGinn, yes or no? Well, that's exactly what I was about to ask. And okay. the answer for me is still no. I finally got it with John McGinn uh, on this game. I thought I thought he was excellent. No, right. I thought Dylan McGeer was actually better in the game, but that doesn't seem to be a realistic. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go and sign Dylan McGeer. So John McGinn's the more the more sort of relevant comparison. I thought John McGinn was, was really good. There was several times we turned to each other and said, that's a really nice touch there. Now, yeah. I don't think his passing is necessarily that great, but some of his touches in tight areas to move away from Cham, uh, in particular a few times, was excellent. It, he's very good at taking the ball in and just and moving on. I finally got it with him in that game. I don't think it was his best against Celtic because he scored two in yeah. one of them, but I, I thought he was great. I didn't think... A lot of people say you know, he could replace Scott Brown eventually. I'm not, I'm not sure about that because they don't think he could bring the sort of intangibles that Scott Brown brings, like leadership and drive and all yeah. these kind of things. But in terms of his ability, I, th- I think he could play that job. I think he could play that role. I'm always looking for players that are better than what we've got, like markedly, noticeably better. I'm not entirely sure John McGinn is that much of an increase on, on, on what we've got. Listen, I like him. He's a tidy player. I think he's probably all the player he's ever going to be. Um, mm. And I think he looks good in some games. But I just... No, it would be it would be a no for me. I, I have to say that that's with me. Only I only ever watch him against Celtic and it's, it's quite noticeable. He's a big Celtic fan, comes from a big Celtic yeah. family. He, he clearly raises his game against Celtic and he plays very well. He, he, a good tussle with, with Scott Brown on occasion 
I don't see him against Aberdeen Hearts Thistle and all that so I don't know what his levels of performance are like then I don't know if he's consistent the two players we brought on in that game um, I th- well we made all three subs didn't we yeah we had two yeah, subs that's yeah. right yeah, DeVries, but, but the, Kouassi. yeah Kouassi came on um, n- not much went right for Kouassi he didn't get an awful lot of game time Is he, he's one I think we should see more of you know people say it's difficult for him because he's a natural success for Scott Brown so he doesn't necessarily get in the side but one he doesn't have to get in the side ahead of Scott Brown. You know, Scott Brown could do with a rest occasionally. And two, if I remember correctly, every time he's come on, Scott Brown's also been on the pitch. There was one game he started this season, it might even have been against Hibs actually, I think it was, where he played in the midfield with McGregor and Cham. Mm-hmm. Because, because I remember saying on here that McGregor was the senior midfielder That's that day. Right. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. he got his two goals. So he has played without Brown, but he also played with Brown at the weekend. Yeah. He came on and Brown stayed on. That substitution was needed because... As that game was going on, Hibs were taking control oh, yeah, of midfield, yeah. and it was definitely needed. I don't necessarily think we'll see the two of them in a lot of games, but like that, and like the Fissile game, Rogers wasn't scared to change it. He seen there was something wrong, and instantly changed mm. it. Even he took off Sinclair against Fissile, which could have been a dodgy move if Fissile had got an equaliser because there wasn't much attacking cover on the bench. But he seen there was a problem. Shut up, shop, and we got the results. So. It- Again, last, I thought to the start of the season we're sort of relying on the same team in the same formation, but he's gone back to where he changes it if something needs to be changed and it worked out better for us. Another player that came on was Dembele. A lot of speculation about he's huffy, he wants to go. Brendan Rogers said, we had one bid for Dembele. It was nowhere near mm. <clears throat> Excuse me, what we were ever going to accept. Plus he doesn't want to go anyway. As far as I'm concerned... Put the rumours in the bin, closed, shut yeah. the door, case closed, Dembele is back, and all the guy needs is games. He's not had an awful lot of games. I felt for him. It's me and you were talking during the game, Stephen. Nothing was going right for him. No touch was going right, but a lot of time he was coming back instead of, you know, that way where he drives at the defence. He wasn't doing that an awful lot. It was hilariously bad <laughs> yeah. against him. Um, yeah, as you say, nothing worked out for him. Every touch was like throwing a ball at a brick wall yes. and letting it bounce back to you. It was... I felt for him because he could see him getting frustrated. He was borderline laughing about it eventually. Um, it was absolutely terrible. And there was one moment where he, realising that the only pass on to him was Kieran Tierney, passed back the way and made a run forward. And the crowd got on his back as a result. That's because he wasn't going forward. But it was the only pass available to him at the time. I think a lot of people would rather someone just hoofed it up in the air because it's going forwards yeah. than going backwards and built from the back. I don't know what it's going to take for people to realise that that's just how it goes. Dembele... Didn't go right for him, but again, like the Rangers game we spoke about before, what did he have to work off? It wasn't mm, as if he yeah. was missing chances or anything. Again, he's another one that's maybe missing out on a lack of creativity in the team because there's no no space for him. There's nobody linking up with him, really. I mean, I said before, I was at that Fissile game and just watching him in the warm-up, practising shots, he just stroked every single shot out about eight home apart from one hit the post and he's just rolling them past this keeper. The guy is quality, he just needs to get his back in and some chances created for him. Ref watch, handball, ball's going out of play, boy catches it. <laughs> and it was like something, like, it was like game, a game of ice, oh, it was going out anyway, just, just let it go. Extraordinary, yes. Yeah. Um, I could understand that decision. The ball was high and the guy jumped up and caught it with both mm. hands I could understand that if he was off already off the pitch and he stopped it <laughs> from flying into the crowd he was a good seven yards inside the touchline and he just jumped up and caught it 
it was it's made even more frustrating by the fact that that guy eventually got booked for persistent fouling fouls he wouldn't have been allowed to make yes. had he been booked in the opening few minutes for that clear handball anyway that was Hibs yeah. let's talk transfers let's talk creativity let's talk loan signings none of those council loan signings that Rangers get this is proper <laughs> this is proper Charlie <laughs> this is uh, oh yeah we're bringing in Charlie Musonda now last week we were talking transfers and we were talking rumours saying we don't know anything I was saying yeah but these Masonda rumours don't go away and they're just getting my dingling going well my baby bird is diamond hard <laughs> just let me just tell you about this just let me tell you this let me see what this does to your baby bird it'll turn it into a handle off a claw hammer when I tell you <laughs> well, you've got Sinclair you've got Musonda you've got Paddy Roberts back and you've got Dembele on fire that is a front line sure that is. is a line of well, I can't make that joke it doesn't work anyway <laughs> carry on <laughs> Yes, no conf- confirmation as yet. No. As we as we gather in Chucky Allah bunker to record the <laughs> podcast, there is no confirmation, but he has indeed jetted in. He has been pictured mm-hmm. at Glasgow Airport. I'm, as we sit here in Pope Francis Studios, I am looking <laughs> at BBC News and there's nothing happened yet. Okay. But it looks like that's going to be a deal. So it looks like an 18-month loan, similar to what we got in Paddy Roberts. This guy is the real deal. Apparently, Brendan Rodgers said we, we fended off 24 clubs mm-hmm. for his signature, which I can believe because yeah. the guy's highly rated. Really happy with this one. A lot of people want us to splash the cash, but if we splash the cash and get the right player in, fine. But see if we were to go out and buy a player in a similar position to Masonda, but Masonda's a better player, get Masonda in. Yeah. I don't care if we spend five million or nothing. Just good players. I just want to see good yeah, you players. Can, you can do both. Yeah, you only have to look at the reaction of Chelsea fans online to see that they're gutted that this guy's and gone racist. They're, they're the next big thing. Charlie Masson that has played for Chelsea this season as we covered yeah. last week he's not in the same boat as Patrick Roberts coming from Man City Patrick Roberts is a million miles away from the Man City first team Masson that is further on in his development he's two or three years older than Roberts was when he signed he's played in La Liga for yep. Real Betis he's played for Chelsea he's made seven or eight appearances this season he's the absolute real deal now I haven't seen an awful lot of them past YouTube videos and they're yeah. all banging for whatever player you get I know Cristiano Ronaldo's his hero and he plays sort of like that he's, mm. he's, he likes taking people on he's fond of a step over not afraid for a, of a wee trick here and there so I'm extremely excited to see this guy in the, in the obviously it's someone been chasing for a while because we were linked with him in the summer five year five million pound transfer in the summer he went on to sign a new five year deal with Chelsea which shows you how highly they mm. rate him um, where do you think he's going to fit into our team Melly? he seems to be a winger he can really play anywhere across the front three or four from as Stephen said the YouTube videos I've seen he does look like he's more a player out wide mm. but I wonder, I hope we play him in behind because he's somebody in there that takes on players that's what we're looking for mm-hmm. I've said about looking at the, the starting lineup and going eh, see if you put my son in that my whole perception changes because that's a guy in there or he'll take somebody on, he'll get me off my seat. Yeah. It just takes that one or two wee tweaks to that lineup, and you're like, oh, compare at the back when he's fit, Masonda in, I'm happy. And again. that's what we that's what we said. I know you, you jokingly said you wanted a transfer window like Mowbray's, and <laughs> we we're talking about it, but but really, this team isn't, the team's not far off from being absolutely excellent again. A player like Masonda, if Compa lives up to it, you know, and, and maybe one, one other player, it, it, there's a lot of quality. To come back from yeah, injury. Yeah, exactly. You've got Roberts coming back and I'd I'd like to see 
him play as a number 10 maybe because yep. we saw a little bit of that early in the season against Hamilton Ackies and against Edwards Huns as well maybe yeah against um, Hamilton Ackies and Edwards debut he played oh, yes. behind and they put Forrest out on the right um, sorry like the Huns was last that. season just to clarify yeah, yeah. Yeah. on the, it being a loan signing I, I know people get a little bit upset about this about how you know it's, it's just developing other people's players and all that but yeah. as you say Melo we can't afford guys of that quality so you either have to take it and get the best players available to you on the pitch or find another way around yeah. it and that's easier said than done plus we couldn't afford Charlie Musonda anyway no, that's we, couldn't, we, we couldn't afford to buy no. him we couldn't afford these wages it's not like we're going out and loaning Jamie Murphy who's <laughs> no played for God knows how long cum dog who couldn't cut it in League <laughs> One you know that I think people are getting a bit upset because they're looking at Rangers loaning these players and it looks like this is a completely different league you know Musonda could turn out to be if he continues, he could turn out to be an Eden Hazard or someone of that ilk. And if you're getting this guy early on, he's a real asset and a credit to your team. Again, when we said about Roberts, we can't afford to get that guy. Is he better than what we've got? Get him in then. I mean, looking at Dembele, there's a lot we've sort of made peace with and maybe go in this transfer window. Has a year and a half we had him? We've got this guy for a year and a half, so that could be potentially as long as we had Dembele and we were delighted with Dembele. Get them in. I mean, it just shows maybe how difficult it is for Celtic to attract players because again this is a guy like Cham that's barely played we could have got Cham but there's no chance to get Musonda no. he's not even played 10 games yeah. for Chelsea I, I, I do think though and I will say this it is critical that Celtic don't rely on loans you know you need to invest in your team I just think you know I was a bit I was a bit huffy about it last week you know Brendan said this and he wanted to do that and all the rest of it Brendan Rodgers apparently has been given more money in the January transfer window than any Celtic manager. The money is there. It is just they're finding it difficult to get the players in. But as we said last week, Celtic's transfer window really doesn't start until the last four days yeah, of the window, and, really. And uh, to pick you up on your point there about how you say Celtic shouldn't rely on this kind of thing. They have to produce their own players and they have to do what they've been doing for years, bringing in younger players with the intention of selling them on. Yeah. But what I would say to that is that Celtic have two plates spinning in there just now they've got bringing in players and selling them on and they've got being the best team they can possibly be Yeah, if you pay too much attention to one the other one falls the reason players come to this country to play for Celtic with maybe one eye on playing in the English Premiership further down the line using it as a stepping stone is that Celtic are the most dominant team in the league? They're the most successful. They're they've got basically a free run at qualifying for Europe and therefore the Champions League every year. That's what's that's what's the attractive thing. And they come to train with Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, how that happens is you have to get the best team in the park that's available to you. So you can't concentrate on one too heavily without the other one suffering. We need a keeper, possibly. Yep. How does a man? Called the holy goalie coming back, sound <laughs> back up for Bournemouth, bring him in. I will. I, I no, I wouldn't want to tarnish it. I would wait, want... wait, wait. I'm finished. Okay. So Boric is in, right? Right. Oh no. You've got your front four. Oh, I know. I think I know what's coming. Do you know what's coming? You've got that front four. We're winning comfortably. Substitution for Celtic. Off coming Scott Sinclair. Oncoming James McLean. <laughs> Rangers nil. Celtic two. What happens? <laughs> he loves this. He loves this piece. I need it. I need it. <laughs> Boric in for Ibrox. McLean in for Ibrox. Both bless themselves. For bless Ibrooks. each other. Oh, bless. <laughs> bless each other. No, I wouldn't take Boric back because 
we had Boric at his absolute prime, and I don't want to see a 37 year old bloated Arthur Boric come up here part time <laughs> no, for six months. Crack Nick on Instagram to me. Oh, does he? Plays does for he? Chelsea, uh, Bournemouth recently. He's nah. fine. He's ready. Nah, we need happen. Uh, but we do need that. We do need a goalkeeper, Stephen. Uh, give me what. So goalkeeper will happen. Take that for granted. Give me one other position you want. I don't. I would have said right back. I would have said right back because of the listig problem. But having seen them against Hibs, they just sort of did away with the right back altogether. Went to a back three and let Forrest play in the right. I think that's a good option until at least they can deal with the situation properly. Maybe in the summer or until Ralston comes back or whatever the hell they're going to do with Gamboa. I don't think it's an emergency just now. Masonda, Masonda's coming in. He's going to take care of the creative side of things, so I, I wouldn't say that either. Maybe still a centre half. However, it was good to see Simunovic back in the team playing well at the weekend. So maybe that's not. what I see. Like, nothing. Good. As you said, you know, last week you said you would take one more signing plus a fit Patrick Roberts. I would maybe even I, I would agree with that now. Another imperative now is keeping Mr. Dembele because we'll not get not get anything else. No. Griffiths is injured. Well, Griffiths out for five yeah. weeks now, isn't he? This time last week, it was uh, not crisis, but everybody was getting really. It's always Because we're all because we're all spoiled. That's why. <laughs> that's it. But this one spoiled one loan signing in Musonda, and it all gets forgotten about, doesn't it? We've got a couple of wins under the belt. Another centre half would be ideal, but if we do get one, it's looking like Jack Henry. Mm. Jack Henry, and don't see him making a big impact in the team. If anything, you can bring him in and loan him out to Dundee again. We might keep him towards the mm. end of the season, but. Again, I don't see him an improvement on what we've got. So, unless anything comes up late in the window, I think this could be a whack. But Brendan Rodgers wants to see us do more in the window. Um, but as it stands, we've only got Musonda. He's in Glasgow at the moment, and he could be unveiled t- tomorrow, as we record this against Hearts. The yep. return of Hearts, tough game. Now, Celtic haven't lost a home game since when? Merely two thousand and fifteen. That was four. St Johnston. St Johnston at home. Hart's goal conceded against Motherwell in the 90th minute it was the first goal they've conceded in over 8 it was a play Craig Levine has them drilled absolutely and yeah. they're on a, an impressive run at the moment is it 12 games unbeaten now that they've got a, a claim to consider themselves the form team yeah. going into this game because as we know part of this undefeated, undefeated record came an absolute pumping O-Celtic yep. so yeah Revenge needed here, definite. Revenge of the nerd. He'll be, he'll be. Uh, Craig Levine will be up for this again. Hearts <laughs> will be up for this again, Melly. Do you think? Do you think Celtic are going to have to raise their game significantly to to avoid another upset? Eh, I don't. I, I wouldn't say there'll be an upset, but Celtic need to play considerably better. They'll probably need to put in the good stuff from both Thistle and Hibs games into a full ninety minutes game to get something out of Hearts because they're not conceding chances and Scott Brown up for Player of the Year, but. Right now his rival for that is probably Christoph Berra. He's been mm, yeah, really yeah. good for Hearts alongside Suter and I think if they play Aaron Hughes, I think they've been playing a back three recently. So Hearts are looking pretty good. They've got a few good players. January's been okay for them as well. I think going Calvez is yeah, just left. Way, yeah. Could get even better if Kyle Lafferty leaves for them. But it's going to be a tough game. It could be another slog, another tight game like the Hibs, just the one goal separating the teams. Let me ask you something. Would you take a draw right now? No. Never. Never. Never, <laughs> never say die. That's the attitude. <laughs> but there's no respite for us. Would you wouldn't take a draw in that game. Would you take a draw against the magician, Steve Clark? No, definitely not. He I just brought in another ex-Premier League player today. Is that right? Yeah. Aye, some guy, some left-back from Aston Villa on loan. Littled all over, David Ngog, David Ngog. Oh, is it yeah. Ross County, yeah. Ross County, bagged one against the Dodgers at the weekend. So. He's a... Uh, uh, Owen Corr's got a hell of a job there I don't really see him pulling that one out the bag someone's got to go down it'll be Ross County mm. but never mind Kilmarnock 
Melee, is that, that's another another tough game for us. No, a tough game. Much improved from the start of the season. And again, plastic pitch. Oh, that's getting torn up. Steve Clark's getting that torn up. I'm not so surprised, yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, I thought oh. he would have had problems with that. Mm. Ideally, they'll get that torn up. And then, as you said, somebody's got to go down. Hamilton, the other plastic pitch on they go. I get them, so it's only grass. The whole the whole Premier League is on grass. On Kelly, another form team of the league. However, they've just taken a bit of a pasting off Aberdeen mm. during the week there. Um, but going to be a tough team, we said, as as we keep saying, that these are real managers we're up against here. Brent, this is why Brendan gets paid the big bucks. He's got to find a way around that. The whole standard of Scottish football is actually picking up a bit. And you look at the, the managers Definitely. littered about the league. And, and what the, started that? Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers yeah. uh, did start it. He's raised the profile of the whole league and then after this league business melee it's Zenit but we'll have another podcast before then to talk about that now a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago actually this is how long it took I made a competition that we we like people reviewing us on iTunes Stephen because one it gives us good feedback yeah, about what we're definitely. doing right and wrong and that is always welcome in the pod so you know if you like something or don't tweet mm. us or leave a review and we are terribly fragile people who, <laughs> who constantly need reassurance from uh-huh. people out there that we're doing it alright and and so what we did was we invited you to leave a review on iTunes and, and your reward for doing such was we were going to pick one of the 80 odd people who'd done it at the time of asking to join us on the podcast um, so I have all the names written down here Stephen uh, he's going to take a picture just to prove that the names are, are written there now this is rather long winded but it needs included you can leave a review on iTunes under any name you like so Mr Listener it is incumbent on you to make sure that you're or Mrs I- or Mrs it's incumbent on you to make sure you're identifiable so here we go might be a podcast debut for incumbent there. it might be well, Melly can you just film me t- taking the name out of the hat here just to ensure that there's no Messing about. I feel like we need a jingle over yeah, this bit. Here we go. Just tell me when, Stephen. I'm not looking. When I have a name. Drum roll. Now the name is Utter Pish with an H. <laughs> That's U T T E R P H I S H. Fish. Show the camera, please. There we go. If you are iTunes name, user Utter Pish, please make yourself known to us via DM at Twenty Minute Tim's on Twitter. Um, and we'll get you on the podcast and we have to put a time limit on it Stephen so by next week by the time the next podcast time's out utter pish fish you need to get in contact with us Uh, thanks for everyone who entered and thanks especially to utter pish for having a legible screen name (laughs) and that is all Um, if anyone else wants to rate and review on iTunes you can do that I have been well I'm Jay I'm James Von Doom on Twitter Stephen do you want to give people your Twitter username? I'm Stephen and I'm at crumbstmt at martinelli 86 Thanks for listening. Being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.